Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Keyshawn Johnson and Jason Williams. What's up, man? What are you doing, on, guys? Key got that big smiley face Key, on Key, I even have a smiley face on and then seem like you're a weird guy. <laughs> it seemed like I what? <laughs> yeah, y'all came up with the Let's Ride remix. Let's you said ride. it seems like I what with a smiley face? No, you like, you know, you got the smiley face on, you're like, well, it's about well, yeah, it's, it's, I didn't want to zero be in the morning where he is. No, we good. That, that ain't that's easy, man. Dodgers won again, 111 wins. You know, <laughs> set record. I mean, I'm just chilling. I ain't you know waiting for Thursday night football. You know, and, and see what the Broncos and in Indianapolis can do. Uh, see if they can make it a game. Well, it's gonna be a real shootout, huh? It's gonna be a shootout. Um, the Colts and Broncos. Line Matt of the Ryan and, and Russell Wilson. Boy, it's gonna be a new day in those two towns. Line of the day yesterday, Key. He said it's the the Colts versus the Broncos. Which horse you picking? Who's the better horse? That's the excitement for tonight's game. Yes, which is the better horse? Have a can't wait to have a conversation about horse race ever. The 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 dust up, the little bit of a dust up in in Golden State. Uh, Can't wait to have that conversation. That'll be interesting to hear. you know, obviously the over under, the pace, just every all the different things that we're gonna be doing this morning. Can't wait. <laughs> he oh started at you see the over under the He pace. slipped into press conference <laughs> mode for a second. I can't wait to um, hear about uh, it's definitely gonna be interesting. Yeah, he just forgot to say let's ride at the end. Let's ride. So anyway, look, Colts at Broncos. Broncos are favored by a field goal, meaning the odds makers are saying, Man, these teams are this, you know, same level. And you know what's the funny thing about the NFL? Short week. Two bad teams so far. Not the worst teams ever, but they're not, they're, they have not lived up to expectations, obviously. And so it's like, eh, this is kind of a dud of a game for the prime. But the way the NFL works, <laughs> the way the NFL works, watch it be, you know, they're going to go into overtime. It's going to be tied up. Mm-hmm. There's going to be seven touchdowns scored on each. You know, like it's, it's one of those leagues, man. Like the NFL is a, is a just when you think you got it figured out, it throws you a curveball league. How – but but before we get to the matchup, what about Russell Wilson and his slow start? Key, you were like, I don't know why everyone thinks that Russell Wilson is going to put him over the top because they're not ready to win the whole thing yet, and Russell Wilson isn't that dude anyway. And they got a new OC and a new head coach, and he's in a new place. By those standards, do you think he's off to a slow start, or is this more or less what you expected? It's pretty much more or less – I, they they are not running the football nearly to the level that they should be. In fact, they lose their running back for the night's game. But you know when you when you go and you get a guy like Russell Wilson, your team needs to be where Peyton Manning was with the Denver Broncos, where Von Miller and company, uh, Marcus Ware and company, and Talib and company prior to snatching the chain was um, they were good. They just needed a quarterback. This team was not good. They had a good running game. They had one or two pieces. They got the young piece in in Sertan. And so I understand what everybody, how everybody got hyped about. But one of the things that I always point back to is when Stink was on our show, and he covers the Denver Broncos. He played for the Denver Broncos. He won Super Bowls for the Denver Broncos. He talks to people like John Elway that he protected for so long. That's Mark Slayer, nicknamed Stink. When he was on our show, he simply said to us, if you remember Jay and Max, even if they got Aaron Rodgers, which I think by 
most people's standards, Aaron Rodgers is a significant upgrade from Russell Wilson. He said they wouldn't even make the playoffs. So if a guy that's in the building, essentially, is saying this, he ain't saying it because he just don't like the team. He's saying it because he sees something. He knows something. And so, obviously, I start to follow that. And I'm like, yeah, he's, he's, he's right. Their defense was okay a year ago under Vic Fangio, but their defense wasn't DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller and Tlaib and company. That wasn't that defense. And so they just figured, I guess, they would add Russell Wilson and instead of being 2-2. Two and two, And 2-2 two two is not bad. But it's just what it looks like. It doesn't look good. What about you, Jay? Like, Russell's – what about specifically Russell Wilson? Like, I, key, I hear everything you're saying. That's right. I mean, you know, I don't know why people expected him to – set the world on fire but Russell Wilson's off to a slow start I mean he scored two touchdowns um two passing TDs he ran for one the other game 23 points they didn't come out to a win versus the Raiders but the offense at least didn't look like it was at a stalemate like it's looked the past three games right so I I, I do take that as a, a step in the right direction for the offense as Key mentioned look when you don't have guys like Randy Gregory I'm not saying he will ever be Von Miller but their defense is missing a game-changing front seven, right? So the, the combination isn't there. I, I think we this is all kind of falls in line with where we saw Denver. I don't think anybody saw Denver winning the AFC West. Did you? Right, no. Yeah, right? So if we had them as the third or fourth best team, is it clicking on all cylinders? No. But I am taking them to win this game tonight. They are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against a Colts team that is struggling now, I know that the Broncos don't have Javante Williams. I know that hurts, puts more pressure on Melvin Gordon II to, to do his thing. But Who, by the way, a couple of years ago was considered, is he going to be a star running back, right? right? Yep, but the Colts not having Jonathan Taylor, right? This guy was in the MVP conversation last year with, with how they're actually playing, coming out off that game against the Titans. They have to get this game at home. So, yeah, the, the crazy thing about the Broncos is it's not like they have a bad record right now, and they haven't looked good. And somehow they're treading water. They win tonight, and you look at them, and they go, oh, okay. They're gonna, they, and they haven't started playing well yet? They might be okay. Here's Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos head coach, who, to me, and Key, after we hear this sound, you tell me if I'm right or wrong, looks like he's been in a little over his head so far, but we'll see. How concerned is he about the run game? We got to evaluate everything. We got to look at it, and you know, I all our guys that you know they they have done things good in the past, and um, whether we got to block it better, secure the football, all those things. I mean, you got to run the football in this league. That that's my opinion. That that's our offensive philosophy. So we got to find better ways to run the ball and be able to secure the ball at all times. But uh, we'll get better at that. He, what do you think? Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened to their run game. I mean, obviously you got a new system in play, but you would think that they would keep some of the same principles that they had a year ago when they rushed for about 1,900 yards as a unit, as a, an offensive unit, they rushed for about 1,900 yards. And so I don't know why they've gone away from those sort of things. And he is right. you got to run the ball in this league. And if you're not capable of running the football, just check the box with the Los Angeles Rams. They can't run the ball. And if you're not running the football, check the Baltimore Ravens outside of Lamar Jackson. They haven't been able to run the ball. Obviously, they got Dobbs back, so it looked a little bit different a week ago. You got you just got to run the ball. You take the pressure off the quarterback. Russell Wilson is a run uh, uh, support. He he needs a, the running game to support his style. He needs a defense to support his style. And when you don't have that, you get a different type of player. Key. Before we uh, move along, quickly, 
is, listen, Nathaniel Hackett beat out guys like Eric B, the Eric B enemies of the world for this job, obviously, right? Because he's the head coach. Is he in over his head? How's he look so far? I don't know that he's in over his head. I think he, he he's on the job training. And I don't think when you're on the job training, you're going to get what you're looking for in that investment. Broncos offensive coordinator told reporters Melvin Gordon would obviously carry the load with Javante Williams out for the season. We shall see what the running game does. Max, the Colts have not scored over 20 points in a game yet this season. Yeah. 20 in overtime against Houston. Oh, that's a whole other Take story. the under. What? I'm with you, Yates. Take the under. Matt, Let's make some money tonight. Underdog. That's how I'm looking at the game. I will say it again. They got a third round pick for Matt Ryan. Like, you know, I'm that taking the over. Through. You're taking the over? Yeah. Do you know what the number is? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. He's just saying he's expecting more offense than people it's think 42. is going to happen. No, you you said they haven't scored more than twenty. I just I'm talking about the Colts. Oh, the Colts. You think they're going to score more points. than twenty points tonight? Yeah, hey, they will. Tonight they will. By the way, the Warriors, Golden State Warriors. You watch, Jay. Okay. <laughs> oh, they're right. reviewing Draymond Green. Like they have key. How did you know? <laughs> The Warriors are reviewing Draymond Green's altercation with Jordan Poole. If you hadn't heard about it, they got into a dust-up yesterday. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's ride. All right, speaking of let's ride, so um, my wife is set to be induced on Thursday of next Mazel week. Tov. Thank you. Expecting Mazel Tov. Yes. Thank you, Keith. Correct. Thank you. Yes. Yom Kippur yesterday. Exactly. Yes, it was. Yes, that's right. Yeah, look at that. Look how that works. In honor of Yom Kippur, I said yes. Mazel Tov today. I couldn't yeah. even yeah. drive fast over the last couple of days. Oh, thank you. Um, I ate fast. And yeah, easy. You, yeah, yeah. So you don't participate no, in Yom Kippur. No, no, no Yom Kippur. I, I skip I'm with Max. Skip Whatever yes. Max does, I do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, wait a minute. You can't just skip I do, it. I do Passover. Are you allowed to skip it? Yeah, I'm not religious, Jay. I'm cultural. You're cultural. That's right. I like the way that is. Enunciate yeah. Enunciate Articulate it. Anyway, yes. back, so my wife came up. She uh, is going over all of her baby notes, getting ready for uh, the child coming into the world. And um, it's about five pages of baby notes, like five pages. Man, and she's she like, aced the test the first wait, the wait, second time. Why she okay. got to study when the notes again? This question. Well, I'm seeing it to you in case you want to, you know, read up <laughs> on things. Now, I'm getting set. This is during our pre-show meeting. I'm at work. And I'm like, but I mean, can we just put the? Can we just throw the ball on the court and go play here? I mean, do I need to read up on scouting reports from four and a half years ago? A lot of things have changed, right? Just play, do you guys? Do your when you say baby notes, these are notes that she jotted down during her experience. Oh, I mean, I'm talking about five pages of notes from different articles, different uh, magazines, she's, different 
conversations cheat, she's cheat. had with other mothers. Yeah. What's wrong? What's wrong with that though? There, there, see, see what Keith. Keith did you read it. any baby books before any of your kids were born? No, but I went to the classes. What classes? Like the birthing know. classes, classes like that? they told me I had to go to with them. <laughs> <laughs> did they come in handy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you really Nobody do? They stand there and go. I mean, go, they, go, yeah, go, I it, no, it came in handy because it was a support system there for the, you know, so it came in handy. Man, it, the it, support is I got cursed out. Miss, 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 her, the lady name was Miss Jackie. Miss Jackie in, in, in LA area is like big time. Everybody at the, like, like literally, Jay, I'm talking about in your neighborhood, take 10 towns over. They know Miss Jackie. Everybody's you know, like, like, oh, a, yeah, we went to Miss Jackie before. You know. Was it and, like breathing key and all like the. Oh, just the, everything. The spiritual the, words that you use and. Everything. I yeah. just played along. And <laughs> My great grandmother gave birth 19 times. When she was 19 yeah, times? She, her, my great grandmother. When she was, you know, she would, you know, she'd be working in the field or something in the old country. The kid comes out, you go back to work. Like, I don't know how many spiritual <laughs> words you actually she need. She had 19 kids? Well, that's the okay, thing. Because, well, you know, not everybody yeah, survived yeah, back yeah, then. True. Yeah. How yeah. many kids did she have? They were eight <laughs> that made it. Yes, yeah, 19 Jeez. births, though. So I guess maybe this Jeez. stuff works, right? Oh, my God. We're back in 10 seconds. Yeah, it's a lot, man. Old country, man. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn J. Willemax. We are on the ESPN app now. You might be listening on ESPN Radio Sirius XM, you know, Channel 80 or your smart speaker, whatever. You might be watching us on ESPNU, but we're on the ESPN app. So if you have, if you have your phone on you right now and you're like, oh, I got to be somewhere, I got to want to be on the move, I'm not going to be on the car, I want to listen to these guys. You go to the app, you click on it, it says more on the lower right-hand corner. Click on that, scroll down, listen live, we're right there. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, so, guys, the Warriors are reviewing Draymond Green's altercation with Jordan Poole. Green reportedly threw a punch 
at Poole, their teammates obviously on the champion Golden State Warriors. And they were at practice on Wednesday. That's yesterday. And gave, every now and then they give them a knuckle game of test. But I don't stress. I just well, I don't fess. I just get rid of the stress. Mm. <laughs> and then shake hands like a man because it's a family thing. Only the crew will understand. That's before your time, Jay. Yes, it is. All right, listen. Still nice, though. Yeah, the, the, the two had been, you know, verbally going back and forth, some pushing. Okay, it's kind of normal stuff. It escalated when Draymond took a swing and made contact. The Warriors are considering disciplinary action against Draymond for escalating the practice encounter, Jay. What can you tell us? So, look, should, should the Warriors key suspend Draymond for a day or two? Yes. Especially if he connected. You connected on a punch? Yes. Is this a big deal to me, though? No, man. I mean, we got in fights all the time during preseason in college and in the pros. Like, this kind of stuff happens. You've been boxing since you were a kid. Did you do well in those fights, Jay? <laughs> I mean, I stood on the outside and watched. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> More gotcha. so than engage. But, sure. I mean, stuff like this always pops off, especially when you have Draymond Key, who was yapping all the time. Like, the thing that does make it interesting, though, is that Draymond and Jordan Poole are up for extensions. And there is this sentiment that I feel when I listen to Draymond talk on this pod and hearing him this offseason about him not feeling like he is being appreciated, like his value is appreciated. He wants to sign that five-year, $167 million extension, right? You got Jordan Poole, who's up for a rookie extension worth probably $188 million. So at the end of the day, the fact that both these guys are up for extension, who feels more valued, there's tension escalating around that. Yeah, stuff's going to pop off. Makes sense so, to me. So you think that they got into it based on who's going to get the contract? No, is that I, what you're saying? No, I'm not. I'm saying stuff always pops off key, but I think there is – I've always known Draymond to be somewhat calculated. And I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, look, this sometimes is uh, pecking order. And sometimes for the younger dude, you need to represent or you need to understand – who this dude really is, who I really am. And I think sometimes Draymond likes to send messages to younger players or people in general about what his value is. Mm. It makes sense to me, Key, because when you think about it, they're both up for extensions. Dre will be 37 at the end of the extension he wants. So the team is probably thinking he might be slowing down a little bit. Do we give him the money? On the other hand, he's the heart and soul of the team. Like, what do you do, right? He, along with Steph, kind of redefined basketball. So what do you do with him? So that's up in the air. Meantime, you know they like Jordan Poole, so the, he's the hot young thing, yeah, and he's coming up. And Dre is probably thinking, hold on, young fella. <laughs> like, there, as Jay said, there's a pecking order here, probably a little resentment, under. I would imagine, if it was nah, me. probably not, man. It, it, I doubt it has anything to do with the contracts. If anything, when people, when, when, when guys, through my experience, in looking at or being in locker rooms or whatever the case is, or having issues – with teammates of my own, it's usually a jealousy factor. There's something there that, you know, there's something there. Well, not would be not there? money. Uh-huh. It's just some something. It could be a million different things. It could just be you getting on my nerves because you always talking and running your mouth. It's all, it could be But other, key, when you said jealousy, what if the the team like because look so here so here's um so Myers, the general manager said that the ideal goal is to extend everyone, right? Because yeah. also Wiggins is coming up. And Joe Lakeups has no problem going over. Lakeup will, Lake will pay the luxury. He'll pay t- the luxury a great taxes. owner. But 
he acknowledges, GM acknowledges, there will be difficulties, and the Warriors don't seem overly eager, you know, that, that they're going to give Dre priority here. So, so when you say there's jealousies, it may not be just the dough, but what that also represents in terms of your kind of standing on the team. And if you, I'm Dre, I'm like, hold on. I'm a, what are they up to, four-time champion as really the crime partner to Steph more than anyone else. I'm the guy who allowed, you know, small ball to exist, the death lineup, five out, modern basketball, his pick-and-roll partner, the do-everything man, and, and I'm being lumped in with this dude who just got here? Yeah, but I, I it's the, first of all, Draymond's going to get his money. It might not be at the level <clears throat> that we might think, but Steph Curry is going to make sure he gets the money because he realizes that value, the friendship, not only the friendship, but just what you just said about getting them four championships and on the quest to get many, many more, even though the age factor looks a little bit different. Sometimes you you pay, you overpay for certain things, and if and if Joe Lakeham and the, and the Golden State Warriors feel like the luxury cat tax isn't an issue, I don't see why paying people would be an issue. Key, I, I'm, you know, I think this is going to be more fascinating than, than what people think here because you got, obviously, you know, Steph guys is money. You have Clay Thompson who's coming off an injury, right, played last year but still, you know, questions around. He's not, he didn't play in the preseason game about him being fully healthy, coming up on a contract the following year. You got Draymond. You got, you know, Jordan Poole extension. You got so Wiggins extension. I, I I think the Golden State Warriors are in a really interesting predicament. And as much as we're going to sit up here and say that, yeah, Draymond Green is part of the culture, the DNA, has four world championships. Now, the counterpart to Steph, as a general manager or owner, you do have to start looking at what is in the best interest of the franchise to continue to stay younger to help Steph continue to build his legacy. I, I agree. And I'm not sure that, that Draymond Green fits into this picture but if long you do term. That, if you do that, though, Jay, you taking you, if you're missing Draymond Green, you're getting ready to miss a whole lot. Understood, brother. And, uh, and why do you think Draymond you can go, made his, Unless you can go find that, that same identity, that guy. Not going on trees, man. That's hard. You, you're going, if you can find that guy right there, Jay, that, that – you know, whatever it is that he brings to the table, if you can go get that guy, you, you should go get him. Yeah, but, but that, that, that what's guy in that style, what's that guy in that style ain't walking around, just walking around the streets. That that type of guy is not walking around the what's, streets. No, his name in Toronto, the forward uh, who everyone reminded everyone of, of Draymond. Now his name is escaping me. On the Raptors. Uh, I'll think of it on the break. But anyway, the point is, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and wait, wait, say it again, Yates. OG Anunobi? Oh, OG yeah, Anunobi. Anunobi. Yeah, Anunobi. Oh, okay. Anunobi. OG. Yeah, OG. He's, he's, but the yeah, point is, not, the, he, he, that, different, he different than that's, Draymond. That's he my, don't remind me of Draymond, wait, man. Wait, that's my point. But when he was coming up, there was talk about maybe he could be like that. To Key's point, it is hard to find a Draymond Green. But I agree with your analysis that what's interesting about it is you got to be smart. You can't just let your emotions take over. You got to get younger. You got to get better. You got to constantly turn it over, but also you'd be ripping the heart and soul out of the team if you didn't have Draymond, right? Like, it's a tough spot to be in. I, I agree with everybody. It's a tough spot, but it gets to a certain point where yes, I recognize your value and being a defender and being the heart and soul of the team, but is that worth X amount of money? Yes. When not when I have younger pieces that have helped me carry the load. I'm not sure Clay Thompson is going to come back to being who Clay Thompson was. That's also a deciding factor in this, man. Like, 
Clay Thompson has been getting shots up this entire offseason, but, you know, you're still wondering about will his legs hold up? Will he get back to that original self? And that's where Jordan Poole factors into it. That's where guys like Wiseman, you have a lot of younger players too, man. It, it's not as easy as just pay him whatever he wants to be there for the next five years. It's the right franchise to be dealing with this. They're like the model franchise in terms of how you wish your team would, would run. But these are not actually easy choices, I don't think. Is, is Lamar Jackson playing this season? Better than his 2019 campaign where he won the MVP. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, we're into we're four weeks into the NFL season. It's over or under on pace for a time. Guys, Saquon Barkley currently leads the NFL with 570 scrimmage yards through four games. Hey, Max, you got to bring in uh, you got to bring in Shannon. He is on pace to finish 2,422 yards in 17 regular season games. Take it away, Shannon. All right, sorry about that, Max. I'll, I'll chime in here. Um, so, yeah, so the premise of this, what we're doing here, four weeks into the season, there are several players, teams that are on pace for some crazy numbers. So we wanted to look at, through week four, some of these numbers and whether or not these players, these teams can keep up these crazy numbers. As you mentioned, Saquon Barkley. So I'll lay it out here for you guys. Saquon Barkley leads the NFL with 570 yards from scrimmage through four games. He's on pace to finish with over 2,000 yards, actually 2,422 yards in 17 regular season games, which would be fourth most all-time, only behind Calvin Johnson, Marshall Falk, and Christian McCaffrey. So, Key, I will start with you. Over or under 2,422 yards for Saquon Barkley this regular season? I think he's under. I think I think he gets slightly under. When you talk about these sort of players, Calvin Johnson, they threw the football at him so he could get there, right? It wasn't he wasn't returning punts and kicks and things of that nature. Marshall Falk was a just a Swiss Army knife, just like Kristen McCaffrey, ridiculous. It on carrying the football, catching the ball out of the backfield. 
with teammates around him. He had better players. Those guys had better players. Saquon Barkley is just all out there in the trees by himself. Yeah, I'm going to go under as much as I would love to see it as a Giants fan and a Saquon Barkley fan. I, I just think with the boxes that are going to be stacked up against him, we often talked about the Giants being a one-dimensional type offense, right? I think at the end of the day, he'll be somewhat close, but I don't think he's going to get over. Uh, look, I predicted it before the season, so I'm going to roll with it. However unlikely it may be, I think he sets the all-time record 2,500 yards this yeah, year. No I'll tell you what, but I, even though that's true and that makes it harder for him, it is also true that you can do different things with him. I think Dayball will do that as the season goes on. And who else is there to carry the offense on the team? It's all Saquon and Daniel Jones. Yeah, right? but you got to have, but you got to have some something though, to loosen it up. Saying, I get man. it, but I think you know? you, he could also catch passes out of the backfield. It doesn't have to all be rushing yards. You know what I mean? So I'm going to say over. All right. All right, moving on. Justin Fields has only thrown for 34 completions so far this season. I'll repeat that. 34 <laughs> completions so far through four games for the Chicago Bears. I wonder how many quarterbacks in a single game in the league this year has thrown for more than that. Exactly. Well, to put it in perspective, Key, Cooper Cup, one of your favorite receivers, Cooper Cup has 42 receptions so far this season. So Cooper what? Cup has caught more passes than, compl- than completions for Justin Fields so far this season. Wouldn't work if they were on the same team. No. <laughs> Justin Fields is on pace to finish with 144 completions in re- 17 regular season games. So, Key, over or under 144 completions for Justin Fields this season? I would say over. I'd say it's over. I mean, it's early in the season. They're trying to get an understanding for who he is and, and calling certain plays. I think down the stretch he gets a little bit better. Heck, man, Chicago, you know, they're going to try to fight for a fake little playoff spot uh, at some point in time, so I'm sure they're going to be pushing the ball down the field. I'll say over. I think it's going to be close. It's pretty apparent that Matt Eberflus wants to run the ball with David Montgomery and their style in which they've been playing, but I do believe that as they keep – having that play action, that things will open up and that Justin Fields will settle into the game more and more as the season progresses. So over. I'm going to say over. I just can't imagine it being under. Uh, that's such a low total. He's got he, As the season goes on, you get a little more comfortable. You throw it a little bit more. You got to see what you got, too. So I'm going to say over. He might be at 145. <laughs> <laughs> you really think uh, about that? A lot. Every quarter of another quarterback's game could be a game – for Potter back for, for Justin uh, Fields. For attempts. Yeah, anyway. All right. The uh, Detroit Lions, which have been one of the more surprising teams so far this season, they're on a blistering offensive start of the season, scoring a whopping 35 points per game, giving them a pace of 595 points this season. So over and under here, Keyshawn, with the Detroit Lions, over and under 595 points scored for the Lions this season. Over. I would say over. I mean, they, 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 look, they're not going to slow down. They run the, the heck out of the football, and their defense hasn't been playing as well as they would have liked. So they're going to be, you know, having to play catch up and scoring battle for battle, point for point. So, yeah, I would say over. I would say over. I mean, I watching Hard Knocks and then watching this team play, I'm liking this team more and more and more. Just in what – Dan Campbell stands for with how Jared Goff has been approaching the season, the way that they fight to get back in games. Key, you mentioned their running game. Uh, even if they are down, like they they play for something. Not a lot of teams play for something. That's what the difference they playing for. 
Well, they're playing for. I mean, they're playing for something. They're playing for like their integrity, Key. You know, and we both been on teams where teams lay down, man. Teams quit. Like this team has no lay down in them. You know what I'm surprised about? I, I, I agree. Oh, I, I think the scoring will like slow down. Though. I'm going to take the under on the scoring. But Jared Goff, like that's if you're flipping Matt Stafford, getting all the draft capital, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to take the quarterback too. We need a quarterback. Not bad, man. 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's top 10 QBR. I think he's like eighth right now. Former number one overall pick. Not a bad little consolation prize as you're trying to rebuild, right? Like he's playing well. He's playing I well. Told, I told you, Max, he's not a bad QB. No, I tried bad. to tell you. I'm like, nuts roll with Jared Goff if, he, if you got the right situation. Nothing wrong with him. Nothing wrong he with him. He can be goofy at times, but, you know, a lot of quarterbacks are goofy. There's a reason he was picked one overall and went to a Super Bowl, by the way. Like, it's not because he can't play. Anyway. Yeah, we're, so we're playing over under here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We're looking at certain numbers, teams, players uh, through week four and seeing if they can keep up those numbers throughout the season. Go ahead and laugh, Key. All right. <laughs> Key's well, so silly. Key, well, I, Key and I don't even need to say nothing. Just looking at him makes me laugh. Well, Mac, Max did mention number one overall quarterback. So speaking of surprising teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars are off to a surprising start. They uh, lead their division with a 2-2 two and two record. And right now the Jags are on pace for eight and a half wins this season, which would be their highest win total since 2017. Key, over under, eight and a half wins for the Jacksonville Jaguars. What, 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 ooh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna under? say under. Yeah, I think they get right at eight. It looks cute, but I think they get right at eight. Let's go through. So they're at two now. I think they beat the Texans. I think they beat the Colts. I think they beat the Giants. That's five. You just they, handing out wins. No, I'm not <laughs> right. Like the M and M's. I just I'm telling you what I think. Yeah. I think they could beat the Broncos. That's six. I don't like that Giants picture. Uh, that's why, that's I, I think they'll be they'll beat the Jets, Texans. I think they'll be an eight. Yeah. So I'm gonna take. I think they'll be eight. I think they'll be an eight. I'm gonna take the under too. You know what I like though? I like his price on DraftKings this week. Oh, I think he's undervalued. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. That's right. I pick him up for, I think it was 5,300 in DraftKings. Pretty, pretty good. I might build my whole lineup around that. Anyway. So under, yeah, eight. Eight and a half, damn it. Yeah, there you have it. I, I agree. You all say under, Shannon. All right, moving on to the Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle have proven to be one of the best wide receiver duos this season, combining for a total of 858 total yards receiving through four games combined. This would... Give them a pace of 3,646 combined receiving yards this season, which would smash the previous franchise record of 2,695 yards by Dan Marino's 1984 Dolphins, which were Mark Duper and Mark Clayton. So over under key, 3,646 receiving yards for Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill combined. Hmm. Key? Under. Yeah. They're going to be under. They, they, I, yeah, they're going to be under. they not – those bombs and, and bombs away against the Ravens and stuff like that, it's, it's going to be under. I would probably say under just because I'm uncertain about Tua. Right. I, I think being – having uncertainty about Tua will probably make me lean towards under right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under because of Tua. And, by the way, it really drives home the point for me. Like, Bridgewater's a nice backup. I think there's a significant drop-off, actually, between him and Tua. If Tua were there – I would have a harder – it's still a lot, right? But, but I, I fear that the way they handled him, bringing him back on short rest and then it happened again, has 
graver implications for the rest of this season for him, and I hope not his career. But you think I think it's a drop off. Wow, I do, I do. I think there's a drop off between Brid- like Key. The, yeah. the whole thing about hey, that guy is good. He can do it for every Geno Smith, and we'll see if Geno can keep this up. Right? There are usually the backup. He could do it for a little bit, but if you expose it too long, it's not the same. You, you, and I you fear- know, yeah, you, you you know Teddy Bridgewater is really not a backup. He is now, Key. He had they, plenty. They, he put a backup role. Yeah, but he has. He's had chances to get jobs, and he hasn't over time. And I like Bridgewater. I'm a fan. Over time, to me, he's been exposed as a nice backup to have, but not a starter. At least not anymore. Yeah. See, he 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 hasn't been in an ideal situation. You go to Carolina, he was there one year. Now now the coach is getting ready to get fired. Okay, mm-hmm. and the quarterbacks that have replaced Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. <laughs> Right, yeah, so that's true too. So, 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 what does that you look, look at like? Baker right now? Yeah, and it, and and it's like, well, you, not so wait, good. He could be he could be a starter, but there still is a drop off between him, him and, and the way Tua has played. Key in the first four games. Yeah, I knew season. I knew Key wouldn't. Tua was so. top five see, in QBR. He led the league in passing yards. Like there is a drop off. That's not like Tua and Teddy Bridgewater. Are, are I watched exactly Tua, the same thing. I watched I watched Teddy Bridgewater come in the Cincinnati game. Oh, that's just, Didn't see no difference to me. That's disrespectful, look, man. Looked the same to me. That's disrespectful. Mm, it didn't key. to me quite. It, it looked the same to me. But 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 he obviously I'll trust your eyes more than mine about that kind in, of stuff. In, in Denver, I mean, come on, man, stop. That Denver, that Denver's a mess. Look at it; just was a mess. I'm just saying, it ain't that big of it. Ain't a drop off. I that's just me. I but I could be wrong. Well, I'll I still take. I will take the under. I'll take the under. Yeah, yeah, yeah under because New York. Come on, man, nobody. They're not just going to be running up and down the field like it's a track season. meet all yep. day. Yep. All right, Justin Herbert has thrown for 1,250 passing yards so far this season, which leaves the NFL. He is on pace for 5,312 yards this season, which would be the fourth highest single season total behind only Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. Over or under key, 5,312 passing yards this season for Justin Herbert. I'm going to say over. Because they're going to have to score points because their yeah. defense isn't mm-hmm. playing great. Yeah. And when you got a guy that can throw the football and got a couple receivers that can catch it, and that's your strength of your team right now, you go with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jay. I wouldn't even throw it out there. Could we have a 6,000-yard season? I brought it up season? before the season. I mean, with how he's going to have to throw the ball and, and how they're going to have to manufacture so many points, I think this is going to be a record-breaking season. Justin Herbert. Before the season, before the season, I said Herbert could go mess around, go for 6,000 yards. I think without the blindside protection, Slater's out for the year. Um, That means – because that also affects the run game. They're going to have to throw more. But also, without the pass rush, they're going to give up more points, and they're going to have to throw more. I'm going to say over 5,300 yards, probably under 6,000, but I'll take the over on 5,300 for Herbert. All right, the last uh, quarterback we're looking at here as we're doing over and under here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Lamar Jackson currently leads the NFL with 11 passing touchdowns to go along with two rushing, rushing scores to give him 13 total touchdowns so far this season through four games. He is on pace to finish with 47 passing touchdowns and eight rushing touchdowns to give him 55 total touchdowns this season. Key, over or under 55 total TDs for the former MVP? 
I never knew a receiver could throw for eleven touchdowns in in a season already. Yeah, it does. We don't need catching the, <laughs> the, 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 the counting the balls he caught. Right, he can catch some too. I would say over. I think he'll get to sixty total touchdowns. Yeah, I'll say over too. I know Max, you said it from the beginning that he'll get to sixty. Sixty. That's what I'm saying. Over. Take the over all day on Lamar. If he stays healthy, the man is doing an Aaron Judge this year. Sixty. Who else do they have? I mean, that's the point. He has to do everything, everything. all the time. Come on, man. And he's doing. The, he's out there doing the Mahomes. You just saw that little shovel pass. Yeah, he'll get some. He'll get some cheap touchdowns. You know, some some cheapies. Um, he'll you know run the ball obviously, but he'll also light the light the airways up. Um, yeah, I'm I'm rolling with sixty. I may even go a little higher. I may go sixty five. Yeah. He may 62. shatter sixty two. I'm telling you, he's doing an Aaron Judge. Whatever judge it. Key, are you watching some of these passes? Are you are you watching the monitor right now? Oh he's, yeah, but I didn't. I'm not. You know, he's throwing laser beams, leading dudes. Key, I don't want to. I don't want to speak up on the monitor. That's why I didn't Key, say I want, that. I wanted to pick your brain on something for a second. What do you sure? Think is what, what do you want me to lay down like this, like that? How do you want to pick it? Jeez, oh, nasty <laughs> ass. What What do you think is the difference between Lamar? this season as opposed to his MVP season? Mm-hmm. Really, he just a, he just be, he's just a better – he's just a, a little bit better passer. Passer. A little little bit. Not, Accuracy. Not much. Well, he was – to me, he was accurate. He's always been accurate to me. All you got to do is put it in the area. Put it in the wingspan. Put it where the guy can catch it. He's always been able to do that. But when guys are dropping balls, he gets that credit. And that ooh-wee, that credit don't look good. And people always have this or will always have this certain narrative about his ability to throw the football, just like Jalen Hurts. They just It's just something that comes with it because they like a certain style. It don't look right. Like I said, you know, like I said, we talked about yesterday, here's an MVP and I don't ever see him on any commercials because it doesn't look like they want it to look. And because of that, they judge things a certain way. Um, but he's certainly gotten better at everything. He got better at running the football. He's gotten better at running out of bounds after picking up 30, 40 yards. He's got better at sliding when people get near him. He's gotten better at so many different things. And his receivers are better. Mark Andrews, the tight end, is better. You know, you got Duvernay, better. You got Bateman young and better. Mm. So I'm looking forward to him doing some stuff. Okay, I want to tell you something because, first of all, I think there's a division in the NFL that's basically going to be the bidding for Lamar Jackson division if and when the Ravens don't get a deal done, right? But now I, I, I'm so you think the think Ravens aren't going to get a deal done? I, well, I, listen, I was always wondering because the price tag was 250 fully guaranteed. It's going up at, if, he th- if he has a 60-touchdown season. That's going up. But listen to this. Warren Sharp, who does Sharp Analytics, in 2019, I remembered this article and I just Googled it because I remember reading at the time thinking, huh, he says, the point is you are wrong about Lamar Jackson. Okay, that was the point because people thought he couldn't pass. There have only been 11 quarterbacks. This is about his 2019 season. In NFL history to attempt at least 150 passes when they were 21 years old or younger. Lamar Jackson was one of 11. Where did he rank in passer rating? Number one of 11 who ever lived in the NFL who attempted 150 passes or more as a 21-year-old or younger. He was number one in passer rating. Matthew Stafford, Alex Smith, Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Drew Bledsoe, among others. Number one 
as a passer. So he's saying you're, you're wrong about Lamar Jackson. Higher yards per average and a better passer rating in his rookie season, Lamar, than quarterbacks, than these quarterbacks drafted above him over the last several years. This is going back to 19. Ready? Andrew Luck, Jared Goff, Sam Bradford, Carson Palmer, Peyton Manning, Carson Wentz, Mitch mm. Trubisky, Sam Darnold. Okay? So, et cetera. And it's one thing after another. So, the, as a passer, so my point is this, guys. When you're 21 years old and you are the best ever in terms of how effective you are at that age, what makes people think that even if you don't keep that same trajectory, the eyeball test does, it tells you he's not going to be as good as Peyton, let's say, whatever you want to say, you think <laughs> you're not going to get any better by the time you're 25? 2000, that, that was four they years They just ago. maxed, man, like I just said. They want it to be a certain way. And if it's not that certain way, they're not going to tell the story. We can make it, we can tell the story about any player we want to and make it seem a certain way. But when you really watch football and you really break it down and you're paying attention, it's totally different. You asked me the question, Jay, and I was thinking, what was the first game that I saw Lamar Jackson just unleash his arm that made me go, oh, damn. It was the Monday night game against the Rams when they opened up a can on the Rams at the Coliseum on a Monday night, his MVP season. He unleashed it on them. And I was sitting back there going, he dropping dimes. And so I've always known he could throw the football. I can go back to Louisville and watch it, watch him play at Louisville and know, oh, man, he, he could do this. So that's why I'm always puzzled when people say, well, he needs to work on this, he needs to do that. They all do. They all need to work on something. Mm-hmm. Hell, Tom Brady still got stuff at 45 years old he needs to work on. But the point I mean, is, as a passer, what's the difference between him now and then? Four years of experience. I just want to tie it back to your original point because you said that the NFC South would be the biggest bitter. So yes. are you talking about not saying that Tom's going to be with Tampa Bay that much longer? Are you right. talking about, obviously, Jameis Winston, New Orleans, yep. that's not working out. Carolina with Baker, we know that's not working out. Marcus Mariota, even though I do like him with the Falcons, they're extremely competitive. But you're saying that's going to be the biggest bitter. I, if you look at the NFC South and you look at the quarterback situations, there's a real chance – that they are looking at, oh, my God, just like Deshaun Watson, we can get Lamar. Remember, Deshaun won a free agent, but it wasn't going to work out. So, they, so he basically he was essentially a free agent in the sense that whoever bid the most, he was going to go there. He was going to choose, right? Well, here we have a situation where if Brady retires, they need a quarterback. The Panthers need a quarterback, and they have an owner who will spend the money and will Max, take big Max, but he's swings. not going to be a free agent. No, he no, can't leave. But neither, neither was Deshaun. Neither was Deshaun. But if you can get it to the point where everyone knows you got to go – then yeah, and you Deshaun, will go to the highest bidder. I don't see Lamar trying to force his way out of Baltimore. That's just not his personality. Hmm. Deshaun he didn't want to deal with that in Houston, and then all the other stuff came up. Right. If he if he plays a year without a new deal at the end of this, I don't think he's gonna play another one. Do you? How many surefire good teams are there in the NFL right now? Coming up from your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media or watch on ESPN Two. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.